1: This is the Canes Corner Podcast with host Adam Gold, part of the Capital Broadcasting Podcast Network. Now here's the host of the Canes Corner Podcast, Adam Gold.
2: For the first time in franchise history, the Hurricanes have swept a road trip of at least three games. Of course, as the head coach said, that doesn't sound very milestone-y. That's a quote. That's what I love about Rod Brindamore. There's just no pulling punches. It shouldn't be an amazing thing, but it's a thing. And the Hurricanes had never done it. Now they have. Let's move on. Uh, Honestly, best performance of the road trip by Miles. 4-2 win over the Blackhawks in Chicago. It's the fourth straight win for Carolina. Uh, And the four-game Blackhawks winning streak, I believe, comes to an end. For 40 minutes, Carolina put on a clinic. They led 3-0 on the strength of goals from Martin Natchez, Andrei Svechnikov, Nino Niederreiter. They appeared to be on their way to a comfortable win. And then it kind of got real. A little dicey. Hawks scored twice in 70 seconds, just beyond the midway point of the period. Both goals set up by the scorching hot Patrick Kane, who has, you'd think some of the Hurricanes players are hot, and we'll get to those in a minute. Patrick Kane has 20 points. In his last 10 games. Uh Uh-huh. This ain't junior hockey, folks. 20 points in his last 10 games. And suddenly, Carolina was forced to grind it out. Peter Morazic, spectacular from that point on. After the second goal, nine of his 30 saves. The last six and a half minutes of the game. Nine of his 30 saves came in the last six and a half minutes. Four of them with Brett Pesci off for interference. I still have no idea what he did to get uh, an interference call there. Nonetheless, he was in the box, and Peter Mrazek stood on his head. Uh, Canes were able to skate off uh, with a happy, happy win. Great nights for a lot of guys in white. Until the third period, Mrazek wasn't a candidate for a star, having only seen a dozen shots, but he faced 20 uh, in the third. He was an absolute rock down the stretch. It's not always going to be a masterpiece with Peter Uh, But, man, um, there's something very reliable about when Mrazek starts to feel the puck a little bit. And he was dynamite. Really, really good in the third period. And, again, I'm not even sure if the second goal was bad on his part. I mean, I think he should have stopped it. But who knows whether or not Niederreiter, who went down to try to block the shot, uh, basically got in his way. Uh, Niederreiter... Great night for him. Really played well. I thought it started really in a defensive play he made to foil a chance by, um, I think it was Alex Nylander in the first period. Uh, but Nino looked quick. He was good on his own zone. He was good in the neutral zone. Uh, and I just didn't see any mistakes from Niederreiter. We've seen plenty of mistakes from him throughout the season. Lucas Walmark. I don't know if it was his best game or not, but I thought Lucas Walmark was more dynamic offensively than he has been in a while. We'll talk about the pass he made on the Nita Ryder goal in a little bit and the play he made on the first goal, too. Andres Vechnikov, Martin Natchez, they scored. Uh, Canes are incredibly solid up front, uh, all really up and down the ice, especially in the neutral and defensive zones. Uh, so all in all, a really solid night for Carolina. And by far, I mean, I know they won two games in overtime in this road trip, uh, but they weren't great in either of those games. I mean, I don't think anybody's got any issues with the way they're playing. Uh, the way they played tonight, I thought Carolina was dynamite. Uh, let's uh, let's talk to Alec Campbell. And then after we talk to him, we'll come back and give you some uh, some thoughts and some numbers uh, about the way things played out. Let's start with the goaltender. Mrazic um, was What's basically... Going? Well... well uh, I'm glad you said both. One, uh, Robin Lehner, who I don't believe has ever beaten the Hurricanes, still hasn't. Uh, I thought Lehner was ex- excellent tonight and really gave Chicago a chance because uh, that could have been six or seven nothing by Carolina. Uh, really, but I want to talk about Mrazik, who was essentially dormant for two periods, like my lawn, <laughs> like my my Bermuda grass, um, and then they needed him. And I know two goals got uh, got by him. I, he certainly wasn't at fault for the first one. The second one, probably, we can debate. Uh, but he made nine saves in the last six and a half minutes of the game. And a lot of those saves were just outstanding uh, on his part. I mean, this is what we, we keep wondering if he's a number one goaltender. He looked very number one-ish to me tonight.
1: Yeah. I almost asked you in the first intermissions. And I, if it feels like every time Peter plays, he gets like no action to start the game. Like <laughs> it, it really feels like a lot of the games that he started this year, he gets nothing. And it, that's like the goalie's worst nightmare. Most of the time, they don't like to sit back there and not get any action. Right. I mean, he saw 12 shots in the first two periods And then he saw 20 total in the third period alone. He made 18 saves. And yeah, I mean, for, you know, it it reminds me of how quirky and wild the game of hockey can be because you dominate two periods of play, right? I mean, the Canes were far and away the better team. It did not even look like Chicago had anything for them tonight. But it goes to show you that very rarely – do you get a game where the other team lays down for three straight periods? You, know, you, you, you usually always get at least some kind of a push from the other team at some point in the game. And that's part of winning. So, you know, as, as much as the third period was, you know, kind of hang on, it was white knuckle. You have to withstand those, periods in games. If you want to win more often than not. So I give the Hurricanes credit for that. And Peter Morozik was a huge part of that. Think about the sequence they went through. They gave up a goal. They gave up two goals in a span of a minute and 10 seconds. Yep. Then Jonathan Taves off the faceoff essentially gets a breakaway, which that's happening far too often.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: And I mean, the last like four games, they've given up these these breakaways off the hop. Um, it's bitten them in the past. I think Ottawa scored one. Yeah. But anyway, so Taves gets that, and Mrazic makes the save. Then the Canes go on a on a penalty kill for you know a. a pretty crap penalty on pesci terrible call uh yeah and, i mean they called interference and like if anything they should have given him an elbow i thought um but whatever so they go on the pk peter's got to be their best peak uh, penalty killer there he makes a ton of saves and then john or uh, patrick kane goes coast to coast through the entire team splits two defenders and he's got to come up with another one. Yep, Jonathan, you know, so Jonathan Taves missed a wide open opportunity.
2: If We whiffed on uh, it, yeah.
1: Whiffed on it. By the way, tonight, Patrick Kane had one on the doorstep that he never fumbles, and he fumbled, and they had that uh, Johnny Taves situation. So it was a sequence in the third period that the Hurricanes were able to withstand, and that was in large part, but not even large part, I mean most part.
2: Because of Peter Morazic Oh, yeah, it was, uh, it was dynamite tonight. And, and uh, a shot that doesn't even count. I mean, it was a shot. It was, wasn't on goal. Alex Debrinkat, uh had a uh, Mrazek basically flying over to try and shut it down. And he shot it back across the grain and just missed the net uh, to the far side. Uh, top nine forwards were very good tonight. Um, yes. The top line, Aho, Svechnikov, and Teravanin. Who knows how many goals they could have had uh, tonight? Uh, but I, you know, we've been waiting for Nino Niederreiter to kind of show up, and he played better in Minnesota. We can overplay how well he played. I thought he was okay, um, but it was nice to see Nino play well. And Walmart played well offensively and Natchez is just getting better every game. So I really I was excited about the way that line played.
1: Yeah, I mean they were the most productive line on the ice tonight from a point standpoint. So I mean I think they had five points on the night. Yeah. Something like that. So yeah, I mean, you gotta have some of those tertiary point producers. Nino hasn't been there. He's been dormant like your lawn for most of the year too. <laughs> And Lutmarc, who you know John Forslund talks about, he doesn't. He's not a he's not a fourth line center he's, he, he, because he doesn't play like a fourth line center. Right. So he's a third line center, a top nine center essentially, and you got to get some point production from him. So I liked his game tonight too. Two assists. I mean Martin Natchez, to me is sort of the the, the unsung guy. I feel like we're not. We're not discussing him enough. I don't feel like, and I don't know, maybe that's, maybe that's just the way the the team's handling him or whatever. I don't know, but he's got nine points in his last nine games. Yeah. And he, you know, it just feels like he's, he's, he's the, the guy that, you know, Rod Brendamore, you know, wants you to do all the little things and you get rewarded for doing that. And he's that guy for them right now, for the most part. Um, so I've enjoyed seeing him become the player that he's becoming because you know I know it was tough for him last year to get sent back. Yeah. And he had a lot of things to work on and he's come back and you can see it. It's 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 so tangible the improvement that he's made. It's so you know, it's just it's right there in front of you yeah. every single night. So he's been low key maybe my favorite player. So far, uh maybe this year. I don't know. Yeah. Andre sveshnikov has been awesome too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I mean, just from like a develop I mean, and Sveshnikov's developing too, because you can see him just more and more confidence. And I don't I don't know how much stock you put into the fact that I mentioned this to Tripp. I mentioned it to to John Forslund, and maybe I'm just overthinking this too much, but you know, Spechenikov has scored a couple of short side goals over the last few games. I know the the one in Minnesota wasn't, but he scored a couple of those. And tonight was a short side or two. And, you know, that's not easy to do. No. So, um, you know, he's becoming the confidence level. And Spechnikov is just, you know, it's getting wild right now.
2: Yeah, the uh, the wrist shot is just absolutely lethal. Uh, I'm not even sure Laner saw it, to be honest. It went uh, blocker side, looked like it might have gone over his shoulder blocker side, but it was just an absolute laser beam. Uh, You mentioned penalty kill was excellent. Sebastian Ajo killed one basically by himself. He had the only two scoring chances on Chicago's first power play. Uh, (laughs) Morazic was the difference. Uh, on the other two, I thought a, sne- a sneaky, a low key, really good game by Aho and Taravon. and defensively because I think those two guys they might have been Carolina's best penalty killers. All right, sir, go get some, uh, go get some rest, and uh, I'll see you tomorrow.
1: All right, peace.
2: All right, we'll get you some numbers right after the break. All right, welcome back to the Morning After Podcast. Let's go through some of these things because uh, there were a lot of good things tonight. Uh, first goal of the night, Martin Natchez scores it, but let's talk about the fact that Lucas Walmark won a battle in the neutral zone. Uh, I believe he beat two or three Blackhawks uh, for the puck, and all of a sudden, it's a two-on-oh, two on the goalie uh, with Nina Ryder and Natchez. Uh, Natchez to Nino, back to Natchez. He scores fifth goal of the season, nine points in his last nine games, 15 points on the season. So, yes, if you had Martin Natchez basically on pace for about 60 points, uh, then you're a savant. Uh, second period, Carolina scores twice. Svechnikov with an absolute laser beam of a wrist, wrist shot. Brett Seabrook just, I don't know if he didn't trust himself, didn't just wasn't expecting it, but didn't close out. Uh, didn't really do anything there except just sort of uh, be in the picture. Uh, and then just an absolute laser of a wrist shot. And Robin Lehner, who, again, I thought played really well tonight, was helpless uh, over his blocker side shoulder. It was 2 nothing. Then Niederreiter with the great finish and really an athletic play to just to gather the puck. Uh, but what a phenomenal diagonal pass from Lucas Walmart. Uh, and by the way, I mentioned this earlier. Nino's game started with a defensive play, I thought, in the first period. And I think that the more you see these types of plays being made, the more you see the influence of Rod Brindamore getting to these guys. Uh, and I thought Nino's, this was his best game of the season. I know he scored points before, but this was Nino's best game of the season. I don't know if it was Walmart's best game of the year, because I think he's played pretty well. Uh, but offensively, Lucas Walmark was really good tonight. That pass to Nino was just... Absolutely spectacular. So it's 3 nothing. Carolina really is continuing to play well, I thought. First six, seven minutes of the third period. I mean, Chicago was pushing, but Carolina was pushing back. Um, and Carolina had tons of opportunities to make this a 4 nothing or even a 5 nothing game. Taravana had a couple of uh, couple of opportunities. There was a tic-tac-toe pass with Svechnikov, Ajo, and Taravana, and Taravana didn't get it to go. He probably had three shots on goal from... Relatively close range in about a two or three minute stretch, or maybe two shifts. Uh, they just couldn't get that fourth one. And then all of a sudden, Gustafson finishes off a Kane pass. Ryan DeZingle, this is the play that Rod Brindamore is going to show him. Uh, and I think if you looked at the press conference, Brindermore uh, talked about we take a breath. And I think this was the play. DeZingle had position on Gustafson, gave it up at the top of the crease, and then Kane's pass found Gustafson's stick. Uh, And it was 3-1. 70 seconds later, Connor Murphy alone in the high slot. Peter maybe should have had that one. I don't know. I'm not a goalie. Uh, And I don't sit behind the net, so I'm not an expert. Um, But it's 3-2. But from there, Peter was amazing? Miraculous? Marvelous? I don't know. Sorry. Uh, But we'll close on this. Joel Edmondson. I I said it with Alec. Funny to me. 17 games, no points. Points in four straight. Two goals and four assists. Dougie Hamilton, an assist on the Nino goal. He's got points in six straight. Svechnikov has a point in five straight. He uh, and Ajo lead the team with 10 goals. Uh, Svechnikov and Hamilton lead the team with 24 points. Ajo's empty net goal, his 10th. He's got 13 points in his last 11 games. Martin Natchez uh, has scored in, uh, has a point in four straight and nine points in his last nine games. Really solid effort up and down the line. Carolina's best game in a while. Better game than they played in the 8-2 whitewashing of Ottawa because Ottawa was a, a, they played like a minor league team. The Chicago team had been playing very well. Very well. And Carolina dominated them for 45, almost 50 minutes. Uh, And then they hung on, but they hung on. And you know what? There's something to that. Uh, So Carolina's off. They'll practice on Wednesday in Raleigh, and then they will host the Philadelphia Flyers on Thursday. Florida comes in on Saturday before a quick turnaround to Detroit. I'm Adam Gold. Hope you enjoyed the morning after podcast. The morning after a 4-2 win by the Hurricanes in Chicago.